0: Do you know a healthcare hero? Someone who fights for better care for their families, their friends, or their community? The New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice wants to honor them and you with a pair of tickets to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Summer Jam at UBS Arena on June 2nd. Visit hot slash NYH. Justice to enter to win must be 18 or older to enter. Made hot by the New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice. Season 2 of Captains and Majors is brought to you by Carver Federal Savings Bank. Carver Bank
1: remains focused on helping new small businesses. We do this through a number of ways, which include financial education, focusing on spending the time with small businesses to develop their business plan and ultimately their strategy for growing and surviving. We have a team of people that are highly committed and very competent, remaining focused on small businesses, and we truly believe that that will make a difference.
0: Go to CarverBank.com to see what Carver can do for you.
2: Get ready for an unforgettable
1: week of events leading to the Toyota HBCU NY Classic in MetLife Stadium. Start
2: with the high school education day in New York and New Jersey. HBCU inspired at the world famous Apollo, the ultimate Greek step show. And enjoy your coming you career expo and Yard Fest prior to the big game between Morehouse and Albany State on Saturday, September 16th. After the game, head over to the Dream Bar at American
1: Dream for the official after party.
0: Get your tickets now at hbcunyclassic.com. Don't miss out on the world's largest HBCU homecoming.
3: I'm your host, Fred Bugsy Bugs. Welcome back to Captains and Majors. In February of 2020, Morehouse College's polo team was admitted to the United States Polo Association. Now, they are the first historically black college or university to join the organization since it was founded 130 years prior in the 1880s. In fact, Morehouse College is the first HBCU to have a polo team in any capacity. To put that in perspective, Princeton University began its college polo team in 1902, 118 years before the first HBCU got a team. For Martin college students, predominantly white universities have had a 100 plus year start. The game of polo is often referred to as the world's oldest team sport, as it was developed roughly 2,000 years ago in Persia. The first American polo match took place in 1876, and I bet you can't even imagine where. Bronx County, in the Bronx, New York City. You know, that's where they built the polo grounds, specifically for polo, until baseball took over the legendary stadium in the 1880s. Also, from the Bronx, was legendary designer Ralph Lauren, who was inspired by the polo aesthetic and made the polo shirt more famous than Polo the Sports. In many ways, polo feels like a sport of the past and a relic of a different age. Oh no, black Americans are being exposed to the sport for the first time nearly 2000 years after it was created. Now, we sat down with Tristan Williams and John Kyrie of the Morehouse Polo team to learn what this was all about. Let's tap in.
2: I'm Kyrie uh, uh, Jakari Patterson, junior educational studies major from the beautiful city of home, Louisiana, and the
1: president of the Morehouse College Polo Team. And my name is Tristan Williams. I am a junior communications major from the Houston, Texas, and I'm the vice president of the Morehouse Polo Team.
3: The Morehouse Polo Team, this is so big. Who takes care of the horses?
1: (laughs) Well, we um we kind of take care of the horses, and it's a partnership with um, the Atlanta Regional Polo Center. Uh, we have a great coach, Coach Jolie. She has a, a nice, beautiful ranch with a good bit of horses. But whenever we're playing, we're um, the teammates. We're constantly brushing them, washing them, you know, making sure that the the um, riding gear is clean and right. So it's a collective effort for
3: sure. So this is a, a, a nice foray in a, an area where there wasn't much black talent involved. And why is it all happening now? To be honest, let me say this. I don't mean to cut you off, but are you good? when I was a child, my mom had a picture in the house and it was a generic picture she bought from somewhere. And it was a, a, a picture of uh, men on horses with the little hat that we all wore Early in the hip-hop era, guys, like the little beanie cap, the polo cap we were wearing, and then, of course, the polo shirts. But you had the men, and this is in the late 50s, 60s, playing polo with the sticks on the horses. And I I didn't know what it was. I'm five, six years old. I barely knew what baseball and basketball was at that time. So it's been around for a while. How is it just getting to a place where now we're involved in it?
2: First, I have to give a huge shout-out to our brother who isn't here, Caleb Cherry because he was the he's the beginning of making all of this happen. And to Morehouse College because they allowed us to pursue this. Um, so when I got to Morehouse, honestly, I didn't know much about polo, but I knew a lot about horses. Oh, I grew okay. up with horses. I loved horses. And it was kind of like a therapy for me. So Morehouse opened that door, that access to polo. And since then, me, my brothers, so many other people, we've been able to experience polo, not just from as a school, as a team, but from a cultural perspective and also as brothers?
1: Most of us, um, other than, like he said, our brother, Caleb Cherry, uh, the Morehouse Polo team actually started up in about 2019, but we had to cease for COVID, of course. And so the revamp, um, we just kind of got rolling this year. And a lot of us didn't know how to play polo before February of 2023. Um, a lot of us, that was our first time playing polo. And we was just a, a bunch of country boys who found a way to ride horses while being at school in Atlanta. And so we got players coming from, again, me, I'm from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, um, just boys who grew up having country fun. And we got uh, introduced to a way we can kind of connect to home while being at school. And so, you know, traveling, playing polo, getting used to the sport, um, man, it's a fun time. It's, it's most definitely a great time to, to um, kind of embrace that brotherhood of Morehouse College and also just, Having, having good old fun and learning a new sport while wow, at it me and meeting a great community.
3: Both of you are are, are are athletic, I'm assuming, correct? You've played other games. <laughs> You've played other sports.
1: Yeah, I grew up... Um like most Listen. boys in the South uh, most boys in the South I grew up playing football okay um, from about the age of three right. to about 12. okay um, I took a, a different turn than most boys I started doing theater and started acting and stuff in my middle school years so I never really would turn to sports So this is my big debut uh, back to the sports game.
3: <laughs> the, the idea of polo um, and, and what I was trying to get at is that it's, it's one side of the field to another and much like football it's about getting or hockey it's about getting the ball if you will to the other goal or the left or the right goal would you like to go deep in the weeds with us and explaining the uh object of of the game
2: uh from my understanding it's like it's like a mixture of hockey and soccer and horse riding there's so much going on um on the horse but i could say that most of it is about 85 percent of it is riding the horse one you got to recognize that the horse is his own athlete so is so we play is like, like quarters but they're called chuckers it's four chuckers
3: each quarter each and, quarter is called a chucker yes yeah, and it's four chukka. quarters in each game
2: four chuckers yes sir.
3: four ch- four chuckers in each game okay
2: yes sir so it's uh so we mainly play arena polo and arena polo is in it's literally like a rodeo arena almost and on either side it's a it's a goal it's a wall and it's a part in the middle that's painted whatever color it may be red gray black blue but it's two separate colors on either side and the ball is thrown in in the middle and we get the ball and whatever team we go one way and if the other team gets it they go toward
3: their goal. Now, each and each, that's
2: pretty much how you score.
3: Each goal, each time you score, it's one point. Or is there a yeah, place? Yes, is there a place on the on, in the arena uh, where you can score? For instance, for lack of a, a better example, uh, as in basketball, is there like a two-point or three-point line, or or yeah. something?
1: Yeah, it's a two-point. Or was it? Is it like fifty? Yeah, I believe it's about uh 25 or 50 yards away from the goalpost. Yeah, uh, my boy, my boy Kyrie, good at hitting those. Um, if you got a good <laughs> arm and a nice good opening, you can most definitely get a two pointer by. Uh, I guess you could relate it to like a three court three point line. Um, in basketball, if you're able to, you know, um, hit the ball with the mallet, um, uh, without having anybody in your way or in hitting the ball straight to the goal, you can most definitely get that two pointer.
3: If you hit the ball with the mallet and the ball bounces off the opponent's uh, horse's leg or something is that a foul or does it count or is it turned interference? So
1: not for the ball um as far as hitting the ball the refs can call like if you if it's a bit excessive the refs can call a foul if you just didn't um didn't like if it's a very aggressive hit um, but the most um, common, Like, I guess foul could be improper use of the mallet. Mm. Um, Sometimes if you're if you're a lot of times in polo, you're um, riding alongside your opponent, trying to um, ride them off with your horse to get to the ball. And there are certain uh, regulations and stipulations, of course, about where the ball, the line of scrimmage, there's a line of scrimmage in polo. Um, Would you you like to explain it?
3: Explain that, please, for our listeners who are like me just learning about this.
1: Of course, um, the line of scrimmage basically is wherever the ball is headed. So if I hit the ball due north, the line of scrimmage is due north. Wherever, wherever the ball is rolling, so you can't cross over the line. The line um, you can't hit the ball. You can't come in front of the ball, hit it the other way. You would have to keep the ball on your near side, uh, which is your your right, not not to attain your right hand where your hand is in the uh, the hand your mallet is in. And um, keeping the ball going. Now you can't change direction hitting the ball from um, behind, or if you ride someone off, and you can change the direction of the ball. Then, but just making sure you're. It's like an imaginary line of Got scrimmage, it. and. Yes. Um, You're just kind of following that ball the whole game. So the ball, it it goes a lot of different directions um, throughout the game. And so you're constantly stopping your horse, turning around or, you know, trying to get to the ball first It's very, very high, um, high adrenaline and high anticipated game because it's, it's, it's pivotal, highly pivotal. Um, It changes so many different directions in a point of a game. But for a rider, man, it's most definitely an adrenaline rush. And it's fun to be in it. It gets competitive. And so it's it's most definitely a very fun sport.
3: Is it um, the the type of sport where you're not running, the horse is running, and the (laughs) horse and you, is there a bond between you and the animal in order to okay. be able to do the things that you do. I mean, you know, because now it's, it's a little bit more than just uh, riding horse back and forth and hitting the ball. Now you got to be careful of making sure you're not going across the direction of the ball to your point. Right. And, and also sometimes someone may get in the way, so now you have to make sure you control the horse's movement as well as what you're going to do if you are in the vicinity of being able to get a goal um, in with with the ball in the mallet. Right.
1: So, um, there is most definitely a, a bond you have to have, um, with your horses. Um, now there were uh, a lot of times polo teams travel with their own horses just because okay. they put so much work in with their personalized horses. They rather have their horses when they're playing, but uh, sometimes you do at. have the occasional time where you're, um, riding someone else's horse. So a good bond with the animal is most definitely important because as Kyrie stated earlier, the horse is the athlete of its own. The horse knew how yes. to play polo before us. Yes. So if the horse is running and you're not ready to turn whenever wherever the ball goes the horse goes without you telling it what to do That's so what the, I, that's what I was
3: getting at. Yes.
1: If the ball flies a different direction that horse is planting and going that way so if your body is not ready to go that way um a, a common thing that'll happen is sometimes um you you can fly off the horse over its head you can because the the, the momentum you you're building you're right almost off the horse you know trying to get to the ball and the ball may go another way you most definitely have to be in sync and um listening and responding and reacting with your animal and making sure you got um you are locked in with it because if you're not the horse is going to play the game <laughs> most definitely the horse <laughs> is going to play the game
3: you know you know then this this sport has been around polo's been around for decades And has it been the type of thing where uh, black athletes, uh, black polo players were not allowed to play? Has it been that or, or, you know, because they thought that we were not smart enough to do it or couldn't handle the horse or didn't own our own our own horses? Why has it taken so long? for a lot of colleges. I mean, even we spoke uh, with a college in, in the Carolinas, St. Augustine University, and they just started doing cycling. What is it about Polo that has taken so damn long for HBCUs to become a part of it?
2: Personally, I feel like I don't think it's anything where I'm not sure of the full history of polos. I would like to put that out there as a disclaimer. I'm not sure of the full history of polo. But what I would like to say for us, when we met these other polo groups, it was a very welcoming experience. They were so happy to see us. They were telling us, giving us ideas on how to help us grow. Even on the field, uh, when we played at Virginia, they were giving us pointers on the horses like, hey, look, if you just lean these saddle like this and you swing from here, that'll help you better. I just feel like so many So many black people haven't been introduced to Polo. Yes. Like the only way we know polo is because of the brand on the shirt. Right. We were never
3: <laughs> introduced to
2: the sport. And yes. honestly, I just say that I was a person who lacked the knowledge of polo. I got I, to school and I knew horses. I don't know. I didn't I, know a didn't thing know polo. about
3: polo besides the polo shirt. And I've seen, I've watched a couple of games whenever they are televised, and spent some time with it, and found it to be rather exciting. And and something right. that I I could see if I was younger that I would have wanted to do. You most certainly have to be. Uh, well, um, well, in good health, in order to to play that game, and all of your muscles and, and your we, mental capabilities has to be there. And we
1: must talk about the financial difference. I believe of what really kept the black folks away from the sport for so long. This has a lot of things. That part. Um, polo polo is a rich man sport i mean it's it's money to keep these horses trained a lot some of these horses are coming straight off the racetrack so not alone just buying the horses upkeeping the horses make sure they have top of the line food top of the line training medical, help and, all horses, medical
3: and what have you
1: all of that all of that. it's a polo is most definitely a rich man sport so i honestly there it could have been i mean black men have been the 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 epitome of a cowboy, but since the beginning of the yes. time, I mean, yes. going back to Nat Love, so I wouldn't be surprised if black folks created the game.
0: <laughs>
1: um, yeah. I would not be surprised, yeah. But you know, with, with the economic and financial differences, you can c- create economic barriers that's hard for a lot of times our people to penetrate. That's and right. So, you know, I'm not going to claim that we're the first black. Uh, black people to play polo or you know have a polo team because we have there are work to ride programs like the one in philadelphia um a lot of uh young, good black men playing uh polo um however we are the first hbcu team which is even harder to get because of the collegiate that's a whole nother mm-hmm.
0: college mm-hmm. And yes. universities,
1: yeah. a whole another a whole another barrier to press through which is just... so it's most go ahead
3: go ahead no i'm sorry
1: oh no um i was gonna say it's most definitely a uh an experience penetrating this barrier because we're, you know, networking with certain schools like Kentucky and Yale and um, so many other teams who have polo polo teams. But you realize there's a difference in these universities. I mean, Yale, Oxford, mm-hmm. and Cornell; these are Ivy League schools. and yes. My, I love my HBCU, and Morehouse is Ivy League to me. Um, so to be able to penetrate that conversation it's most definitely a humbling and
3: honoring experience. It's a, it's, it's a big move too. I mean, for one thing we know for sure, that in 19 Morehouse started the polo team. What brought that on? So
2: really it was, so I know for sure, Caleb Cherry played polo before he grew up doing it. And Morehouse is the type of environment, like we don't just have a polo team. We're get gaining exposure for the polo team, but Morehouse has a fencing team, a rugby team. It's so much stuff. Lacrosse, it's lacrosse and it's like it's basically like if we don't have the sport here, and you find people who want to play it, y'all can train, y'all can practice. Mm-hmm. Let's build it. Let's make it at the school. Right. Morehouse mm-hmm. gives open opportunity to so many students to express yeah. themselves in the best ways that they know how. And for
1: us, it just happened to be polo. You know, Morehouse is very student led. So uh, anything that students feel that they can create, I mean, all the way down to the state clubs, we Mm -hmm. have a Texas club, Louisiana club, New York club, anything that the students can bring, because you're bringing students from all over the world. Morehouse is a very known college. You got people coming from Africa, Japan, all types of places, and they're bringing their cultures with them. And so with that, you know, you have people who have certain loves and certain uh, more than one person, more than one person. And so Mm You know, it it a lot. It fosters our our minds to gain the initiative to to just start something. You know, we may see somebody else start something they like to do. Well, you know, I like riding horses. We can have a polo club. You know, let's put in the right. work. Let's get it together. Let's talk to the people we need to talk to and get it done.
3: You know, last week uh last week's episode here uh, HBCUs we spoke with St. Augustine College in the Carolinas and and contrary to belief their um the cycling team didn't come from the athletic department but it came through the business school um and how how did Morehouse go about uh, setting up the, the polo team was that too not through the athletic division but uh through another entity in the system
1: so um, with polo, polo is usually a club sport at most institutions. Like you do have your institutions who do have a, uh, the polo team that comes from the athletic department. Um, God bless them and their finances because they, you know, it's, 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 a it's not even just about financial, but sometimes just the whole process of the logistics behind, um, putting a sport in the college, like from the athletics to the division is not commonly seen in polo period okay. and so we took the clubs the club um, club sport way which is the way um, a lot of different um, a lot of different sports at Morehouse uh, the route they took so our, um, we most definitely took uh, the club sport way so we're a registered student organization um, and, and we're a non-profit and so it kind of allows certain doors but Morehouse College most definitely uh, does still support us in every way possible, um, they we are still Morehouse Polo team. Um, however, we don't come up from the athletics department. But when you have certain peculiar sports like polo, cycling, um, even all the way down to like uh, Kyrie mentioned lacrosse, like there may not always. Sometimes it may be better to have it as a club sport on your own, uh, mm. developing your own, um, because it's a it's a lot it's a lot for the it's a lot of red lines and. All types of things to kind of get institutions involved sometimes, and that's not even just for Morehouse; just what college and universities. Period. Is, yeah. You know, the education system. There's a whole different guideline, uh, barrier of guidelines. Um, so, you know, we took the for sport route.
3: And hey, you know, so that means that you're you're open for for um, for folks to invest and to make donations in order to keep that going. Correct.
2: Most oh, correct. definitely. Oh, what I would like to add on. Yes. Yes. Uh, yes, Kyrie. That's yes, Kyrie. Um is it, it will be it will be kinda hard because as an athletic team, every other school doesn't have a polo team as an athletic team, for instance. Right. So we have to play a lot of other club sports. And but like you were saying, to that point, it is open for investments. We can use many of the investments.
3: What where, where can could... actually
1: We are actually upon, and we are embarking on a a campaign, fundraising campaign for the Morehouse Polo Team. Um, We'll be, we've been, you know, talking and talking to different sponsors, and we're embarking our next season. So we're going to be launching a big fundraising campaign um, for anybody to donate in any way possible or support. I mean, there's nothing like. Getting off your horse and or getting on your horse and seeing people in the stands yes. um watching is yes. a sport that they've never seen before. And but they're just coming to support just because they hear maybe maybe because, you know, they want to support young black men, whatever it may be, that that feeling is unbeatable. And so anyway, we can gain support. We most definitely accept it. And um, we don't take it lightly.
3: What's the goal of of, 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 of the introduction of polo there at Morehouse? What is, what's the overall goal?
1: I believe the overall goal is to most definitely, um, as far as materialistic goals, we want to be able to have our own polo facility um, one day. We we want to be able to because right now it's we we travel um, on our own. We mm-hmm. we have to figure out our our own way to travel and the our polo where we practice polo is about 35 40 minutes away from campus Mm -hmm. and so it's very it it could be very inconvenient for a a student any college student to travel that far to you know learn and practice a sport and be good at it and travel to competition and so and it's costly and so eventually um you know getting things like Um, our own transportation for our club, our own facility, maybe one day, our own horses and stuff like that, you know, things we can, we can say these are assets of the Morehouse Polo Club, but overall our objective really is to break the barrier of the, the, um, the racial differences in certain sports, yeah. you know, and yes. not even just, not even just in polo, but just in anything like across whatever, the, board, the whatever. message we want to, the message we want to send is that whatever your dreams desire, it has no color it has no, it has no economic space. Like whatever you and your dreams desire and whatever you find that you want to do, go for it. And, you know, regardless of what the past may have been or what it used to be or what it's never been, It's always what it could be. And so that's the message we want to send. And that's our goal to teach to other young black men who may be like Kyrie mentioned, going into fencing, going into polo, going into some peculiar sport, even into the arts, you know, it's hard for our young black men to express themselves in the arts and express themselves in different ways. And I feel like, you know, this, having this polo team is bigger than just polo. It's more so sending a message of, you know really expressing yourself and believing in yourself no matter what the color and what what your financial um circumstance may be
3: i was uh in high school i was six uh four six five in high school uh i was horrible playing basketball i i I love the game (laughs) i love i love the game but i didn't see it as a career option um but it's important to know that as black men we are not a monolith right that uh, we there are other things we like to do although we may play two-hand touch football or football i was on a uh, junior varsity football squad um that was a lot heavier than uh basketball it eh, wasn't always my thing my one of my neighbors a good friend russell Banks, was always trying to get me to play ball he says man you can be guy, you can palm the ball and up. but i loved i loved radio as a sport for me that was what i liked to do i loved broadcasting and i spent more time doing that than anything else so it's very true uh What you say about um folks being able to see something that you don't know anything about, but because we haven't played polo before, doesn't mean we don't like it, we just haven't been exposed to it. And once we've been exposure is really the key to the success of more of us being involved in polo, which I imagine has been the problem in some of the HBCUs in plenty sports where we don't see ourselves represented so no one brings it up and when it is brought up there are those that may go I ain't playing polo." then you get around to it and realize just how much it's a great game to play
1: Mm -hmm. I think it's um, it's imperative that we continue to be an example for um, not just young black men but young men all over the world and young people of minority race of all of that, uh, yeah. anybody um, even stepping out and coming to Morehouse, you know, traveling cities and coming, um, coming to a whole new state on your own. That's a, that's a, a risk and a chance that sometimes a lot of young people, especially nowadays get hesitant to make, um, especially depending on where you come from. Like I said, I come from Texas. It's, right. it's not easy to get out of Texas. It's no, a real big state. It's a big state. So and there's, there's a
3: lot like, to do there. Yeah. So it's not like there's you're coming from some small. Yeah.
1: Right. And so, you know, I think just setting the, the tone and the example of not being afraid to take a risk and a chance out on yourself and learn something new, diversify yourself. You may find a passion or an opportunity in something you would have never thought, but just because you took the chance out on yourself when nobody else would have or when nobody else even thought to, you took the chance out and you had the faith, enough faith in what you were doing and um, the, the people around you, man, it, it's a it's a feeling like none other. Especially when you have people, um, you know, coming up to you and wanting to, when you kind of see it happening, you see it working. We have parents and we have um, upcoming high school students who play polo and they're like, oh man, like Morehouse got a polo team, like that's a reason they may want to come to college it's a reason for
3: them to come to morehouse and and you know exactly. I, I applaud both you uh Kyrie and tristan for being able to step out there because you know it is not easy for folks to tr- to try something different uh, even if you are great at, at any other sport there's no reason and i'm saying this to those who are listening to us right now um there's no reason to try something new when you see it Take, give it Give it a sample. It's like good food, you know. You got to give it a sample. You got to sample it and see what it's about. Experience it and you'll find that you love that just as much as any sport that you currently are playing. Never prevent yourself from being able to grow because you will find, although it's physical, but it does a lot for your mental stamina. Most definitely. Hey, uh, all the best to you. Guys, thank you for coming on this with us on this episode of uh, Captains and Majors. Uh, As I said, we handled uh, cycling with uh, St. Augustine University in the Carolinas, and I've got a neighbor whose son is on their way down the, to Morehouse from New York City. Uh, he just graduated and they're having a party for him this week. And I'm going to make sure I tell him to look you guys up, uh, and look into that Morehouse polo program that is, that's, that's been around now for pretty much about over four years. And you guys are doing some amazing things there. Uh, if you have a website or someplace people can uh, inquire to send funds, would you like to give us that uh, website now?
1: Um, yeah, so we are on Instagram and Facebook at Morehouse Polo Team. Um, mm-hmm. You can find all of our uh, information in our bios. We have a link tree. Again, that's at Morehouse Polo Team. And our email is at Polo at gmail.com. Polo at gmail.com. So if you just want to send some encouraging words or some encouraging funds, uh, we appreciate it all and we we thank you for the love and the
3: support. And to be able to find out exactly what this program is about. That's morehouse college at gmail.com. MorehousePolo morehouse polo. Morehouse Morehouse Polo at gmail.com. People pay attention. A lot of great things are happening in these schools and HBCUs. I mean, listen, we we've gone through the litany of uh of uh deon sanders being at hbcus and he showed some of the shortcomings that a lot of those football programs are having but it's great to see the outgrowth of some of these other programs that folks haven't heard that much about at hbcus it's a very proud moment for us and it's a very proud moment for us to be able to talk to you tristan and Kyrie. You guys are the pioneers in this frontier. Much continued success. And thanks a lot for being a part of captains and majors on our second season.
1: Thank you, brother, so much. Thank you for having Thank us. Thank you so much for having
3: us. All the blessed. Hold on and stay strong. BCUs are providing opportunities that have never been offered before. On today's episode, Morehouse, right It of 118-year-wrong. On the next episode, St. Augustine's University in North Carolina is doing the same thing, and we'll discuss that. I'm Fred Bugs. Thank you for tapping in to Captains and Majors.
0: Sure. George- the ultimate celebration of the HBCU culture at the world's largest HBCU homecoming event of the year. Experience the energy, spirit, and pride of HBCU life as HBCUs from across the country come together for a showdown between Morehouse and Albany State. Witness a thrilling halftime performance, battle of the bands, and the nail-biting football game. Bring your friends to create memories that last a lifetime. Get your tickets now and secure your spot at HBCUNYClassic.com. Limited tickets available. Do you know a healthcare hero? Someone who fights for better care for their families, their friends, or their community? The New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice wants to honor them and you with a pair of tickets to celebrate the 30th anniversary of Summer Jam at UBS Arena on June 2nd. Visit hot97.com slash n-y-h. Justice to enter to win. Must be 18 or older to enter. Made hot by the New York Alliance for Healthcare Justice.